0: They buy these professional lightings and cameras and they do video clips for makeup, everything. And then I realized, wow, Instagram, it can be a really powerful tool for your business as they do it in Bahrain.
1: Welcome to Baladance Life Podcast with weekly portion of stories, tips and dance inspiration. My name is Jana Komarnitska, I'm your host and I invite you to explore all nuances of Baladance Life together with me and our amazing guests. Let's start. This episode is brought to you by the support of our Patreon community If you're interested in supporting this uh, podcast As well as getting more dancing into your life Don't forget to check our new Patreon page Technique drills, uh, dance choreographies As well as individual feedback for your own dance videos and dance creations All available at different tiers of our Patreon account You can check it at patreon.com yanadance Link is in the show notes to this episode. Hello everyone, how are you? Thank you for tuning back to the Ballad's Life podcast. It feels so so good to be back to a normal schedule and we have a new interview of the week today with amazing Carmen Fragoso. I'm so excited to finally release this interview because I'm absolutely sure you'll have so much fun listening to her amazing stories and experience. We started from how she got involved in ballet dance at all, then to amazing story how she basically manifested her dream of working in dubai and all the uh, side tangents that she had to overcome to get to her uh, goal and dream of being a contract dancer in dubai to finally one of her recent uh, sort of uh, new twists in her career on how her videos dance and music videos go viral almost every time she releases the new one and how it all started and where it led to. All this in this amazing conversation and I know you have been waiting for this interview for for a new fresh interview for a long time so now without any uh, further me talking blah 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 (laughs) any further that let's dive right into the interview. Hello Carmen. Uh, welcome to to the podcast and I'm so happy we caught you before before your shows tonight that you had some time to to chat with us and share your dance story and dance experience with us. Welcome to the show.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be part of your show and I'm excited to share some some stories.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will be a very interesting spicy episode uh, with all the stories that you probably encountered in your um, belly dance, uh, journey and belly dance work in general. But I actually want to start from the very beginning. Uh, do you remember how you got involved in belly dance at all? Like what was your first class or your first uh, show that you saw or maybe it was something else like how did you even get involved or discovered about balladance?
0: Dance okay well uh, I've been involved in dancing since I'm very young right my mother pushed me too much in the dancing uh, scene and uh, when I was I know, I don't know if you know about the this super famous uh, series from Brazil, it's called The, the Clone, and mm-hmm. Clone, in Spanish. Anyway, it was a super, super famous series about Arab people and in, in located in Morocco. And this series really, it shocked me, you know, I saw Belly Daddy and I was like, wow, what is this, you know? But... My city, my home city, it's called Ensenada, and it's a small city in north of Mexico. So, so it was no one was teaching at that time. So the time passed, and when I was 16, I saw a flyer, you know, in one shop,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: this flyer says belly dancing class, and I can't believe it, you know. So, uh, my first teacher, he was a man actually. His name was Is Emiliano. And that's it. And this is how I start. I was 15, 14, 15, I think so. Did, yeah. And that's it. Since my first class, I was completely in love. And I decide, I don't know in which way, but I say, you know what? This is something I really will love to do forever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. This is how I start. Basically, it was through a movie show, who's really, really, really. Uh, shocked me, no, in a good way, right? Like, I fell in love.
1: Mm, that's cool. Yeah, there are a lot of, uh, is,
0: yeah,
1: ballet dancers who fell in love with this uh, dance, specifically via that uh, TV uh, series. Uh, uh, that's fun to hear. Uh, one more ballet dance star, <laughs> the same way, entered this, uh, this industry. Um, and did you right away felt that you want to build a career in ballet dance or it was just your hobby and passion for a while?
0: Actually, I, since I'm a kid, I knew I want to be involved in uh, entertainment industry. Hmm. Like this was something I always knew I would do. I, even when I was in high school, I... Uh, I was attending my class, and I was dreaming about class, dancing classes. Like I knew this is going to be my my path in life. And when I met, discovered belly dancing, I I don't know how I said to myself, but I said this is going to be my 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 career. This is what I want to be involved completely. I never thought about it. You know? of course, my, my family, they were kind of worried. They told me, you know, you have to go to university like a second, you know, a backup career. But I told my mom, no, because if I have a backup back, back career, it's like like not trusting in me, I told her. But in that time, of course, I don't think i be a dancer. Like um, uh, uh, my goal was to teach, to have a dance school. Mm. You know, I say I want to have a dance school. I was I was 16 when I started, no, around yeah 17, something like this. And um, actually, the life put me in that situation in a very funny way. I never planned to teach. I mean, so fast, right? But my my I teach. I take classes with my teacher around two years, almost three, I think. But he closed his school and he moved from the city. So I feel like I like, abandoned. I said, no, what I will do, right? So anyway, I continued. That time, I remember, I don't know if you remember the DVDs of Bina and Nina, mm-hmm. and it's oh, so old, right? And the Belgian superstars kind of, they were emerging and all these things. So I had some DVDs, and also because I live in the border with, the, with California it was kind of easy for me to move there, to take some workshops, you know, with uh, different teachers. But that was not in daily basis, right? Mm-hmm. But I I want to continue my studies. Of course, at that time, we don't have YouTube yet, right? And I remember I download music through LimeWare or artist <laughs> No, there is no YouTube at all and iTunes and all these things. Anyway, so... One day, I received a phone call from one gym, and they told me, Carmen, we need, please, a dance teacher, because the dancer supposed to come, she canceled, and I have a big group waiting, and I don't know who else I can call, she told me. I was so scared. I say, how? You know, like, what? Like?" But well, <laughs> I take the chance. Of course, I don't feel so prepared, you know, like but she said, please, I need I need your help, like, help me this one, so I remember I came with a notebook, I was in my class at high school I and I started planning what I will do, okay, okay, I will do this, do this, and then I reached to this gym, it was very, like, high class gym, you know, and this ladies you know and mm-hmm. it was a huge class no i thought it's gonna be like five days. no it was like 40 45 girls you know oh, oh wow I feel like yeah and i feel like i'm so insecure so like what because they told me like who's gonna teach this one you know it was so small you know young and well that's anyway, a that's a hard that core think...
1: <laughs> to have 45 people yay, for your first class <laughs>
0: Uh, yes. Oh my God. Anyway, I stay there. They like it. Thanks God. I was so nervous. And then I stay like around one year, you know, I think so teaching. I loved it. And then I have to t- another school called me for kids. Uh, no, for the uh, kids. Yeah. Only uh, mm-hmm. girls. Girls dance school. They want belly dance. They do. There was not belly dance at that time. I and mean, like now, of course, like. Not uh, too much teachers. And, and it was a trend because this time Shakira was the booming of Shakira, mm-hmm. you know, in Latin America. Casa, I think everywhere yeah. in the whole world. But it was a boom. Everyone wants to learn this dancing. And then this guy called me from dance school. And that's it. That's how I started. then I had the chance in next to him to rent a salon for belly dancing because at that time I only teach for girls small girls mm-hmm. and there's many teenagers and adults they want but uh, his school he, uh, his school was only for young girls so then I say why not I will rent and that's it and then this is how I start teaching like in daily 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 basis uh my mom helped me a lot in that time with my sister the three of us and yeah uh, I thought wanna be I don't know it was I didn't even plan it everything happened you know the situations put the life put me to situations in my way like okay 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 I will take it Mm -hmm. and then uh, it was 10 years I teach for 10 years I had a school uh, festivals I had my dance company I start bringing also men guys for make some dabka and folklore and it was so much fun you know at that time Mm. and yeah, everything starts on planet, like that. of course, I want to do it, but I don't know how you know, but uh, life started putting these things in my way, so mm. uh, life passed, and it was around yeah ten years that I did it for uh, yeah, wow, wow, so wow. that's my my <laughs> beginning story, yeah um. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know
1: about that chapter of your life much uh, because now you appear more as a performer rather than teacher. I mean, more actively performing, <laughs> obviously, but teaching more Thank like on you the so workshops. Uh, so how did it happen? How did you got your first contract uh, in the Middle East, moving from your own country <laughs> uh, to completely different I switching, remember? teaching
0: to performing? <laughs> So this is uh, the part uh, the part B of my life. Yeah. So after 10 years, I start having some uh, issues with my life, you know. I don't know how to describe it. Crisis, I, say, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how to say it in English. But this crisis, like, where I'm going to, where is my life going? Oh, when I do this all my life, it's kind of issues, you know. Of course, I love to teach. But I started in a young age, you know, as I mentioned. So when I was around 26 years old, I started uh, like uh, questioning myself, what I will do next, you know. I i feel kind of bored of teaching. Of course, I love it, but I did for the years nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. The so routine at the end kills you, I think. So mm-hmm. also my city was so small. And nothing happened, really interesting happened there, you know. And I started craving for adventures and to, I like, say, I want to see the world. I want to change. I want to, I feel bored here. Like, really, really, I was questioning this so strong. So, of course, in this time, I know some girls, they were working in the Middle East. Okay? Uh Mexican girls, mm-hmm. uh, this one, girls I know, I think the first one was Amar, you know, and mm-hmm. she was there, and I started asking myself, why well, I would love to do it, but how? I don't have an idea, right? Anyway, um, I start Googling uh, agencies, right? Dancing agencies. I said, okay, let's see from where I can start. And then I find a Russian agency called Rising Stars, and in that time, it was a long time. I sent my CV and some videos and some pictures and, uh, actually I had small contracts with this agency, right? Um, I had the first one, uh, actually the first one was in, uh, Dubai. Yes, yes, I remember. Mean, I can't believe it, you know, because it was a short term. Like they, uh, find you, uh, like they need, uh, a dancer for four days, a corporate event. Like mm, this, right? Mm-hmm. So, when I first came to to Dubai, it was a short term, as I mentioned before. And I saw Dubai and I, imagine coming from my like, super small city, you know, nothing happened, everyone knows each other, <laughs> mm-hmm. to go out. And then I thought, like, wow, I saw, you know, the buildings and modern and... And I thought I say I would love to work here, you know. And and wow. And I remember this day, this event was in Fairmont Hotel. And this time, um, before I'm finished, it was a corporate event. Mm-hmm. What, what I done? Nothing, yeah, huge. But it was it was my first trip, you know, to the Middle East. Anyway, so uh, I came to. I asked. Where can smoke shisha, you know? Because I don't have an idea. So they told me, you can, now everything closed, but there is a restaurant, Arabic restaurant, Lebanese, called Yelizlat, and it's in the first floor, and they have shisha. Okay, what's on the closet? So I go down, I see it, and then I realize it wasn't covered, you know, and uh, restaurant Lebanese with band and belly cancer and everything. So I was like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I... I said, I want to work here, but uh, I talked to the manager and uh, he told me, no, 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 you need to work with a uh, agency. We work with a uh, Lebanese agency and it's the best one in the Middle East and you have to contact him uh, if you want to work because you cannot just come and work. No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I feel like he looked at me. Uh, one time in my Facebook, I made a post about that, about how life is so, when you want things you know, so passionately and you focus, like it's amazing how things happen because mm-hmm. I remember this time, this manager, I swear to you, he saw me from down to up and up to down, you know, like look at me like oh, you know. <laughs> I feel like like this. And I swear and you make me feel so bad and he looked at me like, What? No, you need to work in an agency, the best one and like you don't have the profile, I remember that time. I, I, anyway, and he told me, Look, if you come back tomorrow, And you spent good. Maybe I give you the the name of the agency, like these kind of people, you know? So, but anyway, next day I left, I traveled back. I come to make to my city and I said, no way. I, And then I put in my mind, I will go to buy. I will go to buy. I will go to buy. But nothing really happened with this agency because then I have another small contract in Bali. Okay. It was amazing because it was, all paid and wow, you know, but my wish was to live of dancing, you know, don't come back to my home city alone like this to be based in the Middle mm. East and yeah. And that's it. Then I come back again and then I receive another offer, but never happened to Ras al to work here in UAE, in al-Jaima. But uh, at the end, nothing happened. I just, I was waiting, waiting, waiting. Anyway, I wait so long and then I say, No, I how I will go, but at the end, you know, I say, It's not for me, you know, like I want it so bad, but at the end, nothing happened. So mm-hmm. I say, Look, maybe it's not for me or not the time, better I move on. And, uh. So I quit my this dream to be crazy about coming here, right? So time passed. But I still feeling bored of my life and like this, so I say, you know what? I will travel. I will save money and I will travel. I want to. I want to see India. I want to do this and just for traveling. I don't ex- in that time I don't expect anything from to work or something. So I save money very you know religiously, and then I asked to my sister. In that time we continue. Of course, my job was a. Uh, my job was uh, teach. This is mm-hmm. what my living and earning and everything. So I talked to my sister, which was my partner in that time. I told her, look, I need you to please give me a chance. You know, two months I will go. I need this. I feel. It. And I forgot to mention in the same time I was working in San Diego, in California, but it was only the weekend, mm-hmm. you know? in an Arabic nightclub as well. Not a nightclub, a restaurant. Lebanese restaurant, it's called Haji Baba. So I dance there very, very like one week yes, one week no, like this, right? Mm-hmm. And actually in this place, because in San Diego, in California, there is a big community of Iraqi people. So this is how I start learning the Iraqi dance, mm-hmm. through them, because mm-hmm. I, yeah. So in, there was a lot also of Saudis, Kuwaitis, people who young people who go study there, right? Because the government, the countries, they pay them their education. So there's a lot of uh, students. So in this club, actually in this restaurant, I it was uh, my first uh, school of Iraqi dance in even Khaliji, because people dance and I was learning and watching and. And it was amazing. I remember the first time I listened to Iraqi, I said, what's this? You know, it sounds weird. <laughs> I thought this is not Khaliji, What's this? And then I listened to the kazoo, And I asked uh-huh. one, what is this? I said, it's Iraqi. Yeah, it was so funny. So I was teaching and I was dancing this in this place, right? So anyway, I decided I would take my two months uh, traveling. I was with my best friend. And we decide first, I will go to Dubai two weeks because my cousin, I, uh, she was uh, in holiday also in Dubai. So she said, yeah, come, we can stay together. You don't need to pay a hotel, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, perfect. So I will stay two weeks in Dubai. And then my plan was to go to Mumbai because one of my dreams was to learn Kathak, Kathak Indian, you know, mm-hmm, classical mm-hmm. Indian yeah. dance. And I find a teacher, and I talk to him, and he say, yes, come, I will teach you. And so then the plan was to go to Israel, okay? Why Israel? Because my friend, she wants to live in a kibbutz, this community. So she said, I go with you to India. You come with me to Israel. like Do this for me. And I said, okay, why not? So I plan everything. And when I was in Dubai, you see how life is its crazy because when you start, sometimes you just need to leave it. I don't know. I One time I was crazy. I went to dance, I went to dance, and then I say, okay, if it's for me, when it's the time, it will come. Mm. If it's not for me, it's not for me. Like this, you know? I, I leave it to God, you know? And to so Allah, I, I put all my effort. Back. So I forget about this idea, honestly. When I came to Dubai, I, one of my colleagues, Mexican colleagues, she posts, I'm in Dubai, today's my first show. And I thought, I said to myself, I want to see her show, amazing, you know, wow, because she started, she was working with the agency I dreamed to work with. Anyway, I went to see her show, amazing, you know, she was an amazing dancer. And then, uh, I told her, you want to go for a coffee or something. So we went for a coffee. And then she, yeah, I, I swear I don't want to ask directly because I consider it truth. You know, I don't want to think I only want to see her to ask her about, you know, the uh-huh, yeah. So yeah. I swear to you, I don't, op- yeah, I don't open my, nothing. Of course I want to ask, but I say, no, 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 it's not the time, it's not, no. And she alone starts saying, Why don't come down here? What are you doing in Mentenado and my city, Mexico? Come here. And I can't believe it, you know. I said, really? really? Like, she opened the subject by herself, which was so amazing from her. And then she said, Send me pictures quickly. I will send to my manager and maybe they like you or not. I send the pictures and then they say, Okay, yes, we like, but you need professional pictures. And, uh, she needs to come Lebanon. We need to see her personally. So, my all my plan changed, you know? And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know? And I was, I can't believe it. I take pictures professionally. I don't have anything. I imagine I was in a summer trip. I don't have anything. And then we managed to take the photo shoot. And I sent my pictures. And then, in this time, I moved to India for the Katak lessons. And uh uh one second and and yeah, I moved to India and in the meantime I was in my classes and this and one day I got a phone call and they called me this gent. Yes Carmen, uh I show your pictures to the team manager, he likes but he wants to see you so book your ticket and come here so i can't it you know in this moment i start diet i don't eat anything i remember because imagine uh, india food so delicious right um, one of my favorites but i was so determined to do it and so i said okay so i practice every day and like this so in this time we i live one month in india which was an amazing experience and then I told to my, my friend, look, I cannot come with you to Israel because, you know, there is problems, you know, you know between Israel and Lebanon. And mm-hmm. If I go to Israel, they will not let me. Maybe it's problem. And she she understands. We say goodbye and I come to Lebanon. And then I swear to you, I don't know anyone. I even my budget was so short that time. I so funny, you know, because I was traveling. I never planned it. It was. I met the manager and then he told me, "Okay, I will try to find work for you." And they give me accommodation. You leave one. They have a like a accommodation for dancers, you know, because mm-hmm. there's many. And um, you will stay in the and here. All your expenses it's on you. We only provide you a place where you can sleep and live. And we will wait to see if someone wants to hire you. And that's it. I spent one time amazing month in Lebanon and it was so funny because you know, of course you are you, you feel insecure, you don't know the, how is it, you are a woman in a foreign country, you know? Yeah, that's and crazy. I was uh-huh. in that time very, I was in that time very insecure. You know, with, uh, with with many things, of course. You know, I you, don't, you know it was just everything. So it was so funny because I thought they only send my prof- my phone my how how you say it my CV not, not my CV but my Portfolio. profile pictures. Uh-huh. Yes, right. Yeah, and then I discovered that they don't only send mine. They send another Brazilian girl and another lady. I don't remember from where. So beautiful and attractive girls, and I thought, no, I will lose my child, you know, what's so funny, you know, because really you are really insecure. And then nothing happened, I don't have news until one day, my manager called me and said, Carmen, get ready, they choose you and you will go to Dubai. And I can't believe it, you know, I was like, wow. I scream. I was so happy. I don't even have one belly dance custom with me, I don't have anything, I have to call my family Tell her, please. What do you have? I don't have professional dancing places in that time because in that time I was more focused in dancing than no, in teaching than dancing. You know, I mm-hmm. put all my mind was for my students and my festivals. Of course, you cannot do both sometimes. Or you teach and you focus on your students, or you are uh, the performer, right? Sometimes, yeah, you can do both, but it's very hard. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Ah, uh, they sent me what I have, which it was really nothing, and then I find some used dresses. Remember for some some Lebanese dancers, and it was so crazy experience. I came to Dubai. That was in October or 2015. Yes, 2015. Yes, or 2016. Yeah, 2015. And since day one, thanks God, this is very good to me. I didn't stop uh, working. Of course, it's not been easy at all. I uh, have to struggle and, you know, but that's it. I can't believe it's already four years since that that uh, that day. This year is going to be four years. Mm, and, and did you uh, come back during it, the four it, years? the first year when I left and I didn't come back in one year. Okay, because I say, no, no, I have to focus. And um, in one year, I didn't come back. But yes, after this, I go to Mexico every two times a year. I go in December because it's Christmas, my birthday, and I want to spend it with my family. And Mm -hmm. Ramadan also. Because you know, Ramadan, we don't work. Mm -hmm. There is now work here in the Middle East, so yeah, I try to go at least two times a, a year. Yeah, and that's it. And this is how I end up here. <laughs> this is my story.
1: But basically your two months uh, uh, travel, vacation slash travel, transformed into one-year contract <laughs> uh, in Dubai. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And how did your family react when yeah. you told them oh I'm not coming back in a month or so or whatever was left from your trip? <laughs>
0: to, uh, to my family? Yes. Uh, it was oh it was drama you know because I was I'm so attached to my mother. So I remember I called her I said, mom I'm going to Dubai we keep me work. I told her like, specifically go to my apartment sell my car, <laughs> sell my thing, because I rent apartment in that time in my city, my own apartment. I live alone. So I her, please go, because my rent is going to expire. <laughs> because I, I'm i going for two months only, you know? Mm-hmm. I suddenly my life changed like this, you know? And I am staying. I never planned it. And it was so fun, because when you plan something, you know, it doesn't happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then you forget and book. It happens. Maybe I do believe it's, it happens when you are prepared or when it's the correct time for you. So I called my family. I told my mother, please sell my car. I uh, sell my thing. Give my apartment away. Go, you know, I told my sister, look, I will not come back. And we used to work together. But uh, she was, obs- of course, upset, you know. But at the end, she told me, look, I know this is your dream. And I believe your, your dream, you know, like I will support you on this. And, and then, yeah, it was a, a big thing because suddenly tell all my students I'm not coming back. I felt honestly like, okay, it's not nice. Suddenly I, your teacher is not coming back. But I was in a position that I thought, look, sometimes you have to be a little selfish, you know, because it was, I was in the age of the, I was 26 in that time. 27. I said to myself, if I don't do it now, when I will do it, you know? This is my chance. This is my youth, you know, at times, Mm -hmm. my last youth time. (laughs) Not like this, but here they are very, at least in the agency I'm working now, they are very about the age, you know? If I want to come later, it's going to be too late for me you know no, of course it's not too late but for them they, they are like anyway so yeah my mom she was so sad now my daughter <laughs> <laughs> now she she's used to it but the first year was so hard for her and even for me it was a huge a pretty huge uh shock because i'm used to be so attached to my brothers to my mother to my niece my niece, everyone you know we are so attached and suddenly I wake up, I remember the first two months, it was really hard. The first three months, because suddenly I wake up, I don't know anyone. You don't know, you know, it was a very shocking experience. And then you have, you learn to live at night, your routine change, you are awake on the night and sleeping on day, like your body says, like, what's going on, you know, suddenly... And um, you don't know anyone, you feel kind of like lost, yeah, like mm-hmm. you don't belong. I think it's not only me, everyone who moves to a new country will experience that. Specifically, if they, they don't know the language and they, you know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so hard.
1: Yeah, especially it's so unplanned. Uh, it's like you are going there with one plan and then suddenly everything changes on spot. That's, uh, it's not even like you are prepared to move for a long time somewhere. That's, that's uh, really probably tough. When you started performing uh, in Dubai, What was the most surprising thing for you in terms of dance shows that you did not expect uh, to to encounter?
0: Ah, Okay. Uh, The first thing, it was kind of shocking. Not shocking, but I have to change my... I have to change a lot in order to be accepted. And uh, I can tell you after four years finally. This year has been amazing, you know, but the previous two years has been really a learning process That uh, uh, finally seeing the light, as they said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I realize here uh, we have a very romantic art in, in Western countries, or uh, we have a very romantic idea about dancing, about art, and about feeling, and about passion and it shocked me to discover in Middle East they you see it as a sexy woman it has to be a beautiful woman who does sexy movements and she's super sexy and this is the way they do it, mm-hmm. they see it right, so when I came thinking because I studied four years in the Aragon dance school with Amir you know, I they have a program in Mexico and I complete the four years and Everything there is about technique. Mm-hmm. Technique, 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 technique. So I came, uh, of course, as was in school and I learned a lot of amazing things. But here technique really is not, the, the, it's, not it's not about dancing. It's not about the technique, clean technique here. It's many things. And it shocked me to discover in order if I want to work and I want to be kind of successful, I want to be sexy, you know. I have to, no, I want to. I have to. Uh You have to many things, you know. And I discovered for what I learned all this dancing technique and the story of that. <laughs> and I realized this. I think it was the most shocking part. Discover we romanticize. We really think put dancing in a very Romantic way, which mm-hmm. is okay, of course, but here it doesn't work. And one time, one guy, I remember, he came to me and told me, "Why are you dancing ballet?" And I was like, "What?" He shocked me, and he like, mm-hmm, "What? This is belly dancing. This is sexy. This is why are you are putting your arms like this and like you are dancing ballerina." He told me like this, and then I said, "Okay, Carmen, I think you need to." Readapt your style, and also to discover. Like, no, they told me sometimes, no, you have to wear sexy dresses, and you have to. One time, it was so funny when I was getting ready to come here. I had a I had a Lebanese teacher, okay, because they p- prepare you, mm-hmm. right? And I remember in the class after the class, he gave me a whole class about personality. He told me, look. You are a character in the stage and outside the stage. You have to be sexy. You have to be feminine. You know how he said, he told me, and I laughed it, because I can't believe this class, you know, and he told me, you have to be like this. How do you be sexy? Have to go breakfast, because sometimes and you have accommodation uh, in the hotel where you work. He said, you don't have to let anyone see you with bad clothes. Everything sexy, heels, uh, mini skirt, makeup. Okay, and I can't believe. Like, are you telling me I have to wear mini skirts and heels for breakfast at night? You know, and that night in the morning nine. And he really tell me you have to walk the way you talk. Everything you have to make, like act. He told me like this, this is uh, middle east. Okay, he told me they like this. The very dancer should be. Sexy on stage and outside the stage. You never have to let them see you without makeup or ugly and nice. And look how you walk, and he started giving me lessons too, how to walk sexy and how. I can't believe I love her. I remember after this class, I went to my mom on the phone and I said, "Mom, what's this?" And I love, you know. But in that time, I take it in a funny way. But when I came here, I realized it's true, you know, you have to really be a whole character. It's true. And one time with one friend I have is Arab and he's a musician and he's been, he's been such a teacher for me because, of course, you can, as much as you study, you can never... I mean, you are not from Middle East, you know? Okay, this is a whole different culture and as much as we they teach us in, in Mexico or in the States or kind of, like, it's, there is nothing, like, to learn direct from someone, the culture and specifically someone who is involved in the same business as I am. Mm-hmm. He's a musician, right? So, I was complaining about why this sexy thing about Middle East, I don't understand. We see this as a pure art and here, they really don't care as much as you are beautiful and you are sexy. Okay, you success. And then he told me, look, you have to understand. He told me like this. In the 50s, 40s, there is no way men he told me, can see body. He told me, right? They cannot see. There is no way you can see a woman legs or, you know, mm-hmm, nothing. Mm-hmm. Or belly. So all these people which is the, where is the only way they can see skin in a body in movies with the dancers he told me like this I was shocked you know so for them it's like wow sexy she's amazing she's beautiful look this so they, they say the dancers represent this you know the sexy side of the woman and you know mm-hmm. so then he teach me many things this kind of um, you know how they see it, the way they see it, and I understand. I say, look, I cannot change them. I will never change them. And as they said, the strongest is not not the one who survives is not the one who is the strongest, but the one who adopts, right? The 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 one who the animals who survive mm-hmm. are not the strongest, but the ones who adapt. So I say, okay, okay, I understand it and i still seeing it as a beautiful art form of course and of course they appreciate the dancing of course they the, when you do something good and you do something even you know, with technique okay sexy and whatever but with a technique and this, they of course appreciate it's not all about uh, sexy 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 but it's a very important part you know in the speak and how you look and uh, this was something that really shocked me and disappointed me in a way, you know, because as I mentioned, I see it in a very romantic and artistic way. Mm. So, this was the first, the big lesson I have to learn, uh, and the shocking one. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, a lot of, uh, uh, dancers who I like talk to, uh, whenever they go travel to and work in the Middle East, they g- get very disillusioned <laughs> about the image as, uh, That we as foreign ballet dancers have about this art form and what is expected from the actual audience for whom ballet dance is a part of their culture Uh, and a lot of them get into those disappointing or depressive even mode um, and quit dancing but it's interesting to see how you sort of embraced it into into your career and found uh, found your own voice with it um because I also was very curious to ask you about this fashion I know I don't know if it's really a fashion a trend of last years or is just because social media shows more Of these Mm -hmm. trends now, but like I was like, oh, it it looks like trend. uh, This mini skirts for ballad and shows in Dubai. It's like everywhere. Everyone wears uh, like some sort of those like the shorter, the sexier, like the better. But again, I don't know. Is it a trend of last years, or is just because of social media we see it more during last years?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, Anisam. And I think this trend comes too much from Lebanon also, you know? The pants and the different kind of, I don't know, the fringe. And... Because for them, it's a show business. And as I told you, yeah, you have to sexy. This... So here's the trend, the skirts, you know? Mm. Uh, but oh. yeah, it's a, a, a entertainment business here. Belly dancing, it's a, you are part of the entertainment industry. Right. And this is the way they see it. Yeah, it's weird. As I said, we see it more as a artistic way. But here, no, you are an entertainment entertainer, and um, you have to uh, specifically when you dance every day, every day, every day, even the same restaurant, for example, you try to search for ways to change a little bit because sometimes the same customers coming, you know. So, the mini skirts and the pants, I think, I believe they are ways to change, you know, sometimes from routine. And this is, yeah, just a way to change your costumes and to not they feel bored from you, or, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also uh, noticed that you are very
1: active not only in the performing uh, activities in Dubai, but you also do a lot of, uh, um, Let's say social media, uh, and specifically, uh, you do a lot of sort of music videos, <laughs> it became part of your okay. <laughs> your activities too. Uh, how did it start? Uh, was it something specific on your mind that you start doing this mini uh, videos for Instagram, for YouTube, or is it something <laughs> came naturally <laughs> to you? <laughs>
0: Actually, I do this since uh, Mexico, my teaching timings I don't know, I start like, uh, you know what, I will do this video clip and I did the first one for, uh, I went to the de- there's a desert part in my city, I make, I just do it for fun, you know, for me, not uh, expecting to be famous, or not just to do something different, and I did these video clips, the first one in Mexico. Then uh, when I started really, really regularly doing them, it, I was in Bahrain. I had a contractor. And it was, um, I realized in Bahrain, if you are, uh, you have a business, doesn't matter which kind of business. If you don't have Instagram, you don't exist. It doesn't, it doesn't exist in in, in, hmm. in, in Bahrain, huh. right? It's a small country, but everyone have a Instagram account for their business. It doesn't matter what they do. They sell cakes, if they make up, and okay? So I have a three-month contract there, and my accommodation was inside the hotel, but it was far from everything. So honestly i don't have too much options to go out or so all the time i was inside the hotel so one time i started hanging out with Bahraini girls local girls and you know they invite me to be a model for for uh, makeup because here in the middle east makeup it's a huge mm-hmm. thing so they say carmen how much you charge for modeling and i thought no i will not charge anything i don't have anything to do you know i'm all day bored so it was amazing. We start doing photo shoots. And then I start learning how they run their business in their own homes. They buy these professional lightings and cameras and they do video clips for makeup, everything. And then I realized, wow, Instagram, it can be a really powerful tool for your business as they do it in Bahrain. So I think, look, I will start doing something useful of my time. I, all day in the hotel, so I went, uh, buy my lighting, my professional uh, scans for my camera, and um, I buy a computer, and I start in my day, so I say, what I will do today? Uh, okay, I will do a Haligi tutorial, <laughs> and I did it, you know? And I will do mastery, and like this because really I wanna get a use in my, I wanna get a useful use for my time, right? Mm And then I started realizing the people like these videos and start sharing them. And, uh, I, I remember at that time I had like 2,000 followers in my Instagram, you know? And then when I start doing the photography and the modeling and the videos increased 5,000, 10,000 like this. And I said, wow, it's really interesting. And really in that time, I don't really use my social media as a powerful tool for connecting and for uh, get to know your work. It was just like a social page for my friends. and It was in Bahrain when I realized, wow, this can be really powerful, you know, if you use it wisely. So when I came back, I finished my contract and come back to Dubai. And one friend of mine, he told me, why you don't do Iraqi, Iraqi video? Iraqi, you know, I'm not sure about it. And he pushed me, pushed me and say, you have to do it a key one. Do again Jaina Kal Baya, you know, uh, this song. Say, okay. I realized I did the recording, I didn't like it at all. But I say, okay, I have the material, I will try to be make the best of it. And I make the clip and suddenly boom, you know, it became so viral, this video. And then, boom, 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 people started, you know, sharing it. And then I am, then I make the Tal video, which was the super, super viral video. And, um, that was the super hot song for the summer. This Tal was a huge thing in the Middle East here. Every, mm-hmm. everywhere they play this song. So I made it. And that's it. This weekend, super viral, specifically in, uh, in Iraq crazy. Every day I saw how my account like from 10,000. When I came back from Dubai, uh, from Bahrain, I had 10,000. Then 15, uh, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100, 100. 100, 100. <laughs> like this has been crazy, you know? Mm. And that's it. This is how everything starts. But really, well, social media, as I said, can be very powerful. And it's an amazing tool for people know your work and it really opened doors, you know, because I receive a lot of new offers and stuff coming from the Instagram. So yeah, that was how everything started. <laughs> and now I have um, another project, more professionals and like this. but everything starts, as I told, you know, really, uh, uh, I was looking for a way to do something useful <laughs> with my son because, I was in in this hotel, but that's it. I really love to do them. I enjoy. I get involved in everything. What I will we wear, what I will do, and uh, the edition, and that's it. Mm. This is how it starts.
1: That's so interesting. Uh, and do you, do you have you done anything specific to to make those videos like popularize them and go viral? Because I know a lot of girls they treat social media now as a. Um, powerful promotional tool which is indeed social media as a very powerful promotional tool and you're one of the examples of this Uh, but they are trying to focus a lot of like okay which which hashtag to put or which page to tag or to make someone repost (laughs) so do you have any did you use any kind of those uh, like i don't know hidden promotional techniques or is it just naturally went uh, viral those videos (laughs)
0: I swear, I thought um, they become viral. I don't look for them to be viral. <laughs> Suddenly it happened, you know. Uh, There's also a famous, famous uh, program in Iraq, you know, and they played my video in this program, and it was a huge thing, you know. Actually, three days ago, I got a message. Um, Telling me, Carmen, you are in everyone's WhatsApp here. Mirage was a so famous. I was like, <laughs> wow, you know. I don't even use hashtags. These videos to not viral. I don't know how. Mm. And yeah, I, I really, did. I started learning that uh, uh, I start, I learned to use the hashtags just like one month ago, you know, <laughs> really. I just happened like this. Uh, I never planned anything. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's been crazy. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah you never I'm very know. Crazy you never know when it when it works out <laughs> that's great uh, also following following your social media um i noticed uh, one po- recent uh, post that caught my attention and and you wrote uh once you embrace your value talents and strengths it neutralizes when others think less of you What does it mean for you?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, many things. Honestly, I don't know how to explain it, but of course when you are in the social media and you are kind of public, like everyone of course takes the right to uh, give an opinion about you. and don't even know Mm -hmm. you, right? Um, What? time, I went to one restaurant. The restaurant I'm working here, actually. I'm working this month in one very nice restaurant in in Zayed in, in Dubai downtown. And I went, I went as a guest, okay, and uh, of course, when you go to these places, you have to go well-dressed, you know, as I mentioned before, mm-hmm. being the character of this sexy woman, you know, so of course, it's your work. Anyway, so this time they take me to dance. They say, Carmen, please dance this song. So I went dance, whatever. And one friend take a video. I post this video on in my Instagram and this video sounds viral as well. I around, I think, 3 million views in YouTube, right? I think one good part of this is that I don't read Arabic. <laughs> so uh-huh. all the comments they say I cannot understand them which I consider a blessing right I don't want to know what they play, why they grind if it's good or bad I think this is one very interesting uh, thing you have to do it's not listen to the comments bad or good you have to be focused on who you are in that seat because really you can, it can drive you crazy you know if you, uh, if you read or if you try to fight with everyone who's don't agree with you, right? Or they have a bad opinion of you. But this message affects me. I don't know why, because I went to the mess, the the comments. I, which I don't do it normally. And uh, one person put, I, uh, what he writes, he wrote, um, stop uh, putting. Uh, bitches or something like don't put bitches dancing like if it's art. Something like this. Hmm. Right? Somebody, a very mean comment. A very mean comment like telling stop telling the idea that bitch dance is art. It, it, he means belly dancing and of course talking about me. And it really affects me. You know, it hurts me. It doesn't, in that moment it hurts me because I say this guy don't even know me. You know, he doesn't even know my life. He doesn't even know And 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 like, it really hurts me. And then, as I mentioned, it's not only this, it's like the opinion people have about you, even you have to deal with this mentality, Middle East mentality, right? That because you are a dancer, uh, sometimes they believe you are sexually available or bigger. You know, this is something I cannot change. And this is um, their mentality coming from a very conservative country, and I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame them, and but I cannot change their mind, right? So these kind of comments really cannot cannot fake you if you don't have a strong dark, uh background, you know, or if you really don't believe in yourself, or you are if you don't know who you are, and if you don't have a strong like a family, for example, my family who support me and they believe in me and it can drive you crazy really in, in this environment yeah and that's it that's why yeah, and, and also opinion, the opinions about your body, right it, it, you have to be really strong because it's not easy. Like, no, if they call you fat or if they tell you you have to gain weight or what, you know, comment about your body, about your personality, about, so really I put these uh, comments from the bottom of my heart, you know, because really if you know who you are and if the people you care, they believe in you and they respect you and they love you, you know, what people say about you doesn't matter. It, it shouldn't matter, you know, because you will die trying to make people accept you or to think differently about this. Mm. So yeah, that, that wasn't a crisis moment. And I put it and I say, look, really, I don't care. And I consider it a blessing. I cannot understand comments. I know there is a good comment, of course. And of course there is bad comments, but I don't take my time to read them because for what, you know? Mm. So yeah, that, that, that's the reason why I grew up
1: that's so true and this uh, like internet x ex- easy access to internet and social media just makes people i would say let's let's call it how it is stupid and <laughs> not realizing that they're actually talking about some someone about a person and uh, i doubt Half of them will tell anything like that actually in person, face to face. Like some of them, they may, they are so crazy (laughs) that they can't, but like at least half people, they will not behave like that in person, but they think it's okay to do this on social media. But thank you for sharing of your course. experience, because I know it's a, it's a struggle, a pain point for many dancers who maybe in the beginning of their dance journey, and they are afraid even to put out their videos specifically about because of this kind of uh, feedback. So, thank you for sharing your experience that uh, how you deal with that and that it's. Uh, it's not really about you as a dancer it's about those crazy people who who do those kind of things because of their own problems
0: (laughs) of course yes it's true you can as long as we understand there's no way you will change them and there is good people and there is mean people but the important thing is to be really sure about who you are and your values and nothing else matters really
1: well Talking about uh, good social media <laughs> followers, uh, because our audience on the podcast is absolutely amazing and absolutely love all our listeners. They are amazing and great. So tell them, please, uh, what is the best way to follow you uh, on social media? Which one is your favorite platform? And uh, um, where to follow your dance activities and future future adventures? <laughs>
0: Okay, my favorite social media is Instagram. I enjoy the it and um everything about my show notes, about my everything. It's in Instagram, I do have Facebook also but I'm more active on I'm active on both but more on my Instagram. hmm hmm
1: So I will add a link link to it in the show notes so people can easily click and find you and follow (laughs) on Instagram and other social media because you also have uh, Facebook and YouTube. And uh, do you have any upcoming uh, trips or or workshops for this uh, fall and winter uh, outside of uh, Dubai and other countries where... Dancers maybe can come and, and study from you in person.
0: <laughs> well, uh, uh the soonest I have it in October in China. Mm-hmm. And then I don't plan anything yet. Maybe for next for next year I have some offers but we didn't confirm anything yet. Uh but as soon as I, it, I will post them in my Instagram, which is Carwin. Fragoso dot dancer. Mm. Maybe I will change it. I don't know. But from now it's Carmen Fragoso dot dancer. Mm-hmm.
1: Link link the link will be in the show notes, uh, for sure. Uh, direct one. Um Carmen Perfect. Uh, I also know Thanks. that you have a show tonight, so uh, I don't want to take uh, more of your time. I know you still need to to get ready. So thank you so much uh, for sharing all these uh, amazing uh, stories uh, and uh, uh, interesting, eye-opening, yeah. inspiring. Uh, uh, thank you so much for taking your time and being today with us uh, on the podcast.
0: Thanks to you. I enjoy. I talk to my drive. <laughs> I talk it, it, but uh, I enjoy it so much and thanks for your interest in in my work and my person I appreciate it so much and um I will be sharing it. I'm very happy to share it with my followers so it's in English perfect so they can understand this bit
1: <laughs> and uh, I'm absolutely sure you'll have only positive comments <laughs> here um And I always uh, finish every episode with our traditional uh, signature question of the podcast. And uh, the summarizing question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years?
0: Ah, what makes me love belly dancing? I think... um... I don't know. I think sensuality. I don't know. It gives you freedom. It's I, yeah. I don't need the freedom it gives you to allow you to be sensual and to be feminine. Normally, in the daily basis, you know, we forgot this beautiful side of ourselves. You know, our femininity with routine, with things and and and. I love the freedom that the belly dance gives us, you know, the permission that gives us to be sensual and feminine and to be free. That's why I love it, and I love it, and over and over. It's like we we hide ourselves sometimes, you know. We are ashamed or what. Now, how I will da- dance like this, or what. You know, we question ourselves as a woman. Everything we do, every step we do, every clothes we wear, everything—it's in the eye all the time. You know, and everyone's mouth, you know, mm-hmm. our, our actions. But I do believe dancing, really dancing—it's, you know, it's a time where you you are allowed to do all this, and as I mentioned, gives you give, this give freedom. You know. It's, It gives me life. Mm. That's why I love it. And I choose it because I I practice many, many of these styles before I find really dancing. I will choose it again. If I die and I have to choose, I will choose it again. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Such a beautiful art form.
1: Thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, Do you know the best way to support this project is to share it with your friends? It takes a few seconds, costs you nothing, but it helps a lot to move this project forward and help me to bring more awesome guests on the podcast in the future. You can tell your friend, you can send a message, email, you can screenshot and put a, a post on social media, whatever works better for you. But if every one of you will share this episode at least with one more person, it will make a huge difference for this podcast. Thank you for spending your time with us, for your support and love. And until next time, keep shimmying, keep dancing, and I will see you soon.